0: Welcome to AS, but... Oh, jeez.
1: Rolling start!
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about things that we can't let go of? Again. Kind Again.
1: Of.
0: Part...
2: Three? 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 Four?
1: Things we can't let go of. Electric Boogaloo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, I... So,
1: but, well, this episode is special because it's things we can't let go of, but it's literally the things we can't let go of right now. Yeah. yeah. In that this episode for the first time in half history we were recording on august 1st yeah yeah this episode will be released
2: in seven days
0: yeah yeah on august 7th
1: like next week yeah <laughs> that's the
0: first time we've ever had this happen it yeah. is
1: and because even when even when we no, started we
0: started recording in like july and then didn't release until november
1: yeah <laughs> yep. i also guess up. we missed our yeah. um, two-year anniversary we did yeah.
0: Yeah. No, our two years coming up.
1: No, our two year. Release. S- oh, our two year recording, oh, recording anniversary. Recording. Yeah. Okay. We have well, had.
2: That was only two days ago.
1: Listeners, yeah. there have been so many life changes. Yeah. You know, Travis and I are no longer the roommates with the mostis, Yep. Yeah. We're the in a. Is with the mostus. We're
0: in a new recording space.
1: Yeah, Travis's childhood bedroom.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've were those converted real cool it. Yeah.
1: Who are yeah. recording in Travis's mom's basement? Yeah.
0: I've I've converted it into a recording studio. Yeah. Kind of.
1: Um.
0: It was already halfway there to begin. <laughs> to be honest,
1: I guess Travis and I are still friends, though. So. Yep.
0: We're still doing this. The podcast
2: show. is the only thing holding their friendship together. <laughs> <Yeah>. It sure is. <laughs> fuck it's ain't me. done,
1: We're gonna be like, all right, see you never again. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fuck both, so both of you. <gasps> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm starting a band by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep breaking up the band, Travis?
2: <laughs> to be the Yoko Bonos. Yeah. <laughs> what the, <fuck>? y- <laughs> the
1: Yoko Bozos. Am hey. We're a bunch of bozos so it's been a while since we've i mean we still remember record releasing episodes on the weekly uh but it's been a while since we've actually recorded yeah and i'm pumped to get back in it me too so let's talk about topical things that we can't let go of shit that's happened recently okay it's also in the zeitgeist
2: right now okay cool cool you guys rated Storm Area 51? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh fuck my God. fuck oh. yes. I don't even understand what is happening with that.
1: We're exclusively talking about current memes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. So what had happened was a dude that kind of looks like me without any facial hair. Yeah. Uh, so he decided he started this joke saying that, hey, if enough people get together... They can't stop all of us, so they how about we? They us. can only
1: kill most of. They can only kill
2: most of us. Oh, okay. Some of us will see the shit. They can't. Like I'm going to tell people where I'm going. They're going to know the government has me. So that the idea is that like. If enough people go, huh? It's also a just giant fucking joke, right? And the government yeah. itself—oh,
1: you mean there isn't actually a fucking plan to storm Area Fifty-One? I so was, cray-cray. I was
2: also let down, man. Uh, Did you? <laughs> so the government came out saying see? that they're not taking the threats of storming Area Fifty-One seriously, oh, nice. because millennials are too depressed to get out of bed. Okay,
1: first of all, oh. this isn't a millennial thing. This is Gen Z. So just yeah. jot that down, all right? <laughs> just go ahead and jot that down, Mister Trump. Trump.
0: yeah hey i don't know if people know this there's millennials that are fucking old
1: yeah yeah they're and like by in their old, 40s yeah
0: yeah like millennial like we're the end of the millennial generation
1: you're the end
2: of the millennial i'm the generation. end yeah my yeah. sister
0: is the beginning of the gen z yeah
2: yep. i'd say it's been mainly fucking gen z or millennials i've been talking to about the Area 51 thing
3: yeah, Since
1: all your friends are millennials, Ben. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what years and friends. shit. Yeah. If you had any Gen Z friends who weren't like, related to you, we would be like, Ben, I don't even talk what to are my you family. doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> Ben I don't know why we would talk like that to you So I would
2: listen to you man That's
1: actually the voice that we put on Whenever we have something Ben we're
3: worried
2: about you We think you drink too much Ben
3: Ben come on Yeah
1: i don't know why we talk like that Ben. yeah that's down. our
0: that's our ben intervention voice the ben intervention <laughs> voice yeah
3: benjamin what's
1: going on ben if you'll
2: ever give me an intervention and it does if it's not a pun i'm not listening to
0: you <laughs>
1: A i'll make a
0: sign yeah. like in how i met your mother they exactly. have the intervention sign but it'll be intervention. yeah <laughs> but it's not about drinking it's about puns yeah
1: ben, ben, we brought you here today because we need to talk to you about your puns ben
0: you actually Travis on a my letter
1: he wants to read. Uh,
0: fucking on my Facebook memories when your puns popped up. <laughs> I'll show it to you. Oh, I
1: excited. hope you read it out loud too. It was Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just show it to Ben. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'm only gonna show it to Ben. <laughs>
1: okay, show it to Ben. I'll record say it. you showing it to is Ben <laughs> and then post it on our Instagram. This
2: is I, this is my favorite one because you remember what this is from. Y- yes, it's, I do. Yeah, uh, it says. <laughs> How Travis Short uses Siri is a real Travis T. Yep.
1: I, I remember that was from too. Do our listeners remember where it's from?
0: It was from a house party at my house. Yep. Well, I've Don't done we it on the podcast a lot Yeah, ago? I did it on the podcast before. Yeah. It's like in season one, it was like late in season one, yeah. I finally do it because I, I would keep trying to talk to Siri and I'll be like, nope. Nah, nah, and you let me have one. And that was it.
1: Okay, but we're done talking about the past. (laughs) Only the present.
2: Okay. Because it's a gift.
0: I mean, technically, by the time this gets released, we'll still be talking about the past. Yeah, but like
1: the recent past. (laughs) Not the past several months from ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's that sentence
1: got away from me? What's
2: something in the zeitgeist y'all can't let go of?
1: I went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, how are them feet? (laughs) Dirty yeah that's Weird how they and need dirty. To be. look
1: yeah, yeah. every once in a while i'm like hey tarantino do you still have a foot fetish and he does yeah don't worry everybody
3: he <laughs>
1: does yeah,
2: fetishes don't get better they get worse yeah yeah i look that, that's not a that's not a i'm not kink shaming i'm just speaking for
0: my I own. am. yeah <laughs> oh, all right
2: but that's
1: because cool. kink shaming is my kink nice um hey. I look. I love a Tarantino as next as, as much as the next guy. I don't think he's like the second coming. Of... Yeah,
0: he's not the be all end all of directors. No. Yeah, he's put some good shit out there. Yeah. But mm.
1: what's your favorite Tarantino movie?
2: Uh, either Inglorious Bastards or Kill Bill Two.
1: Okay, what about you?
0: Uh, Kill Bill One, Me- Pulp Fiction.
2: Pulp fiction is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs is also like every one of like I haven't seen was it a true romance?
1: See, Reservoir Dogs is mine.
2: Yeah. That's it's really fucking good. It's the most compact yeah. and mm-hmm. digestible tight. It's tight. like Tarantino movie.
1: I also just love um Tim Roth.
2: Tim Roth yeah. is great in that. He
1: was one of my favorite actors for like a mm. really long time. Mm-hmm. He's really good in Reservoir Dogs. Um, but like, I think that, I don't know. Tarantino's fine on his own, but if I ever met anyone who was like Tarantino's my favorite director, I'd be like, "And good night."
2: Yeah, and then
1: I would walk away.
2: That sentence is the same as, "Man, I love Fight Club because Tyler Durden is who I want to be." Yeah, Yeah. or
1: like, my favorite book is Catcher in the Rye. Like, all right, it was nice meeting you. have a great night. My favorite (laughs) singer is Mitch
2: McConnell. Yeah. Oh (laughs) jeez. One of those
1: things is not like the other.
2: You can bleep that out if you want.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But like, like anybody who's like, no, he had to be abused those actresses for the art, man, for the art. Right. And fucking just finger guns into the distance. Mm -hmm. Pew, pew, pew. Um, But I like Tarantino, kind of. He's fine. I don't know.
0: I mean, I like his work. I think he's been a little out there lately. Kind of, kind of on I the edge of being an edge lord.
1: I, I make it a point to not learn anything about yeah. Tarantino's big, big death life. of the
0: author moment for Tarantino.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Tarantino is the Metallica of directors. Yeah,
1: I will say I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it's very much like it's a fucking Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah. You see the influences. Yep. There's gratuitous feet.
0: Yeah, gratuitous blood.
1: Not really. No, not in actually. This one? That's the only thing that's not Tarantino. E. There yeah. are some. Gr- there is a gruesome moment towards the end. So, like, warning on that. Nice. Yeah. But also, if you've lived in real life and know anything about the plot of the movie, right, you're gonna. You kind of see it coming.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. You know the the gore of it all. Right. Yeah. But it's not compared to Tarantino's other works. It, it's pretty. Tame it's not on like. That, actually. Um
0: fucking inglorious bastards was i think that yeah. was like the worst one like inglorious bastards Django. and Django were really fucking Just bloody really bloody yeah. yeah
1: reservoir dogs is pretty bloody too yeah cool. as is the kill bill the kill bills mm-hmm.
2: yeah but inglorious bastards is probably the bloodiest because you haven't seen hateful eight right
1: no i haven't do you, H- like
0: hateful eight really doesn't pop off until like the very end of the fifth act yeah because <laughs> the movies have five acts <laughs>
2: but so, <laughs> what do you like What do you like about Tarantino movies Is it the dialogue
1: Uh, Yeah I enjoy I kind of enjoy how like Tarantino movies are kind of like Puzzles where everyone's just kind of with exceptions, Kill Bill, Reservoir right, Dogs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: some of the, like, Inglorious Bastards, I feel like it's kind of like this, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really like this, where everyone's just kind of off doing their own thing, and then it all comes together. Yeah, It's not a Rashomon story, because we're not getting different points of view of the same event, mm-hmm. but we are, like, there are a ton of different factions who are kind of working towards their own goals, which right. might have, you know, this, they, those they might share those goals and just not know it um but they're they're and and that just makes the characters super believable to me right because one of the problems i have with like big party like big ensemble casts in movies which Mm -hmm. tarantino movies tend to have really big casts oh
3: yeah
1: um but one of the problems i have with like big ensemble casts is like okay well why are we all here like why is everybody in this Right. And that's never a problem with a Tarantino movie. Oh,
0: absolutely. Because even if it's like a mystery until the end, there's always like a deception answer and then there's always the real answer at the end. Hateful Eight does this beautifully because it's like everyone has their own reason for being there. Also, Hateful Eight's a bottle episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a bottle movie.
1: Yeah, bottle movie.
0: It's like four hours though. Yeah, oh, it's fucking long.
1: I'm not gonna watch it.
0: No, it's not that long.
2: Well, the uncut version that I watched on Netflix,
0: Oh, Which geez. is the one
2: I would highly suggest watching because it's broken up in episodes. Okay, uh, and they're easily digestible. I wouldn't say they're like self-contained, mm-hmm. mainly because they do. I mean, that sounds story. like just like
1: a mini series, and I'm right, I'm yeah. not against that.
2: That's that's that was the only way I was going to watch it was yeah. in forty-five to fifty-minute chunks.
1: But um, I really do feel like, in a lot of ways once upon a time in hollywood is a tarantino movie Mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways it's also very different because it doesn't have like hardcore gore Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have like like there are certainly bloody moments there's certainly a really gory moment towards the end of the movie right but like it's not it's not like kill bill or reservoir dogs or inglorious bastards or Django Unchained, where it was just like constant blood, mm-hmm. constant fighting the entire yeah. fucking time. And also, I feel like the subject matter is very different. Yeah. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is mostly about um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character and Ben uh, or Brad Pitt's character basically being aging Hollywood television stars. Interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler, but like, so... Charles Manson, the Charles Manson uh, cult and the murders of, like, Sharon Tate and everyone who's at Sharon Tate's house. Like, mm-hmm. the movie is in part about that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. really, honestly, the focus is mostly on Brad Pitt and, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Okay. Like, and basically, like, Leonardo DiCaprio is this aging Western like television star
0: oh okay
1: you know who's trying to like get back into it and uh brad gets a stunt double
0: john wayne style yep yeah
1: and he gets into um you know basically like at the beginning of the movie you find out like he has an offer to do spaghetti westerns Mm -hmm. but he doesn't he doesn't want to okay and so the question is like is he going to Go do Spaghetti Westerns, which Tarantino is super into. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: like what Django was completely.
1: And obviously, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is taking some, uh-huh. like, the title is based off of Once Upon a Time in the West.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always been, a, like, one of his biggest influences is oh, Spaghetti yeah, Westerns.
1: yeah. So, yeah, so that's the thing I can't let go of, and I saw it literally last Friday, so.
2: Nice. There you go
0: what about you uh so i wouldn't say this is necessarily in the zeitgeist but i've been listening to like a bunch of the mountain goats and that's we'll allow it yeah yeah uh specifically like i think my favorite mountain goats album is all hell west texas Hmm. and i actually just uh this will be relevant for when this comes out i actually just recorded like A small little cover thing Mm -hmm. Of songs from All Hell West Texas I recorded them directly to Tate too Nice. And then like converted the tape digitally and like did some EQing and stuff. So you can go check that out at t in the treehouse dot Oh man, yeah.
1: <laughs> you can also go check out his Adventure Time album. Yeah, of which there are not one but three. No,
0: there's only one. One. The other, the other artwork on the wall is from older EPs that I did before I put together the main one. Oh okay. It's under a different name. I'm though.
1: totally gonna take a picture of those and post it on our instagram
0: nice you totally should what
1: are you gonna do stop me yeah no you're not nope that's against the law
0: uh but yeah i mean i've just been really digging on uh the uh the workings of john Darnielle and his band and um yeah
1: my favorite mountain goats album is still the sunset tree i mean
0: it's a great fucking album yeah
1: it's really it's good. so
0: good i listened to that today actually
1: and I was a I've been a Mountain Goats fan for like years. The Mountain Goats to me are very close to one of my favorite genres of music, music which is um folk punk. Yeah. Or anti-folk. Mhm. And I said once and I totally believe this is true and I want to see if you agree with me, folk punk is just punk through the lens of a musical.
0: Uh I would say folk punk is more like Punk through the lens of people that can't afford amplifiers. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking true.
1: Yeah, same amount of chords they know though. Yeah, I say this because I've listened to a punk musical and it was like, man, this has given me some hardcore moldy peaches feels. Oh yeah, um, like just a lot of similarity. And the Mountain Goats, I don't, I don't think I'd classify them as anti oh, folk or yeah. folk punk but they're kind of they're they're close to that
0: especially as early work um like pre um like pre-Tallahassee yeah uh all hell west texas and yeah all all well west texas and back um or all all Tallahassee and west texas came out around the same time but like basically yeah pre-Tallahassee <laughs> everything was kind of like had this kind of folk Punk kind of punk. Even he was like, Yeah, I feel like I'm a punk artist. Yeah. Because he basically would just record into a fucking boombox and then release tapes. Yeah, yeah. And that was it.
1: Well, nothing's more punk than being yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, well, I also do feel like that uh, part of being folk punk is like folk punk to me is very reminiscent of. This person wants to be Bob Dylan, yeah, but they don't want to get too political about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like see, John Darnell actually has said that he's avoided listening to Bob Dylan because yeah. he doesn't want that to happen. I mean, well, he, when sorry he didn't, to
1: break that to him. Yeah, Sorry to be the one to tell him this.
0: <laughs>
3: There's
1: nothing wrong. I mean, I don't think having similar influences and wanting to write similar music means that he's Bob Dylan. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm just saying that a lot of folk punk is like that.
0: Mm -hmm. But it it took me a while to get into the Mountain Goats, actually, because when I listen to music, I initially listen for the like music of it. Like, I don't usually pay attention to lyrics right away. So when people would be like, man, check out this song. It's so good. I'd be like, but it's like four chords the whole time. Like uh, my girlfriend tried to play me all hell West Texas before we went to go see them live. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, it's all right. Uh and now I'm fucking into it. Now that I know like yeah, I all know. the words and like all the story like the story of Tallahassee and all that and the Alpha couple, I'm like all in. Which is
1: kind of hilarious because when we became friends, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> one of my favorite bands is the Mountain Goats and you were like, mm-hmm. eh, eh, "Yeah." Eh, eh. I don't know why I'm making those noises, but those are the <laughs> noises you made. Yeah,
0: I did a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did. A um more. Because I was like, I did. Also, I I watched. I remember watching the show Moral Oral that was on Adult Swim. Yeah. And there are a ton of Mountain Goat songs on there. Love, love, love is on there. Mm-hmm. No children is on there. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of stuff from Tallahassee and Sunset Tree. Um. So like that was my main exposure to the Mountain Goats for a while was just hearing their songs on Moral Oral and being like, oh, that's a sad guy with a guitar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a young
1: man who's crying on a skateboard. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, so uh, It has been kind of interesting Because I got into the Mountain Goats after I started dating Kat She's um, changed you, man She has Well, and what's funny is we kind of did a trade-off Is because I'm also really into the podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me Mm -hmm. And so uh, We went to a Mountain Goat show And and I started getting into the Mountain Goats And then uh, Back last month, or two months ago I can't remember we went to a Mabim Bam show. Yeah. And now she's started to listen to Mabim Bam like all the way back from episode one forward. Oh, So. So cute. Yeah. We did a little trade.
1: Speaking of Mabim Bam. Uh-huh. I have started listening to The Adventure Zone. Yeah. And I really want to do this. This, this is my first time breaking it to Travis and Ben. So you're getting their real reaction. Okay.
0: what What is this? <laughs>
1: I really want to do a short run yeah. of D&D where we record it. Mm-hmm. which is not something the Adventure Zone made up. Yeah. It's not even something Critical Role made up.
0: No. I mean, like, real play or any kind of play uh, D&D podcast were going on way before, like, Critical Role or the Adventure Zone were happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I really want to do something like that, just a short little run for our patrons um, and then maybe like for the patrons first, and then we release it. I don't yeah,
0: think. that would be fun.
1: And I, I think it'd be really fun. And we could have the three of us, and maybe even invite uh, somebody else to play with us. Yeah, Cat might be on board. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in like we get one DM, but a two person party that ain't that ain't. Good yeah, in the... that's
0: just that's just personal role playing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just, just like us. we we can just fucking do that on Skype. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think it'd be fun. And um, if you're if you the listeners are interested in hearing us do that, which I would hope so, because you all are a bunch of big fucking nerds yeah and we love you for it <laughs> um you know uh shoot us
0: uh shoot, shoot us a message at habcast.com contact us yeah and uh let us know what you think about that yeah especially if you're a patron
1: and if you sent us, sent us a message recently so sorry we haven't responded to you yet i do try to respond to those but mm-hmm. like i said it's been a crazy couple weeks lots of life changes so we're really just getting back into the role of like actually responding to people on HaveCast.com and being yeah. on Twitter and stuff. So, sorry. Sorry that we've not been as active on social media as we've been trying to be these past uh, couple of months. Um, I want to mention one more thing that's super topical. What's and that? then we can get into the episode. I read an article the other day that talked about how Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are saying two things about the finale.
0: I saw one of these things.
1: Yes. One of the things they're saying is that Sam and Dean are going to find some form of peace.
0: Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah.
1: And then the other thing is they think the fans will be very satisfied with the ending. Oh.
2: Uh, God.
0: Those are
1: two very tall orders. I don't know. I mean, I want to
2: believe it. I I can't. I don't think I don't think this is going to end with
0: You don't think so? I don't I think I mean, a show this long running, it it's almost like it can't. Exactly. Like there is a like, an uh, undeniable history of yeah. long-running shows not ending well. Yeah. yeah. We just saw this with Game of Thrones. We
2: talked about this with, like, fucking St. Elsewhere and shit. Yeah, uh uh-huh.
1: Here's my thing. I think they could pull it off, but I'm worried because even though I'm only in season 13, I know at the end of season 14, they introduced the season 15 storyline, and yeah. it is like, whoa. Like, totally. I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't know. Is it out of nowhere, would you say?
2: i haven't looked at it because i try and stay as clean as i can up until i start watching the new season
1: oh i thought you'd already watched season 14 oh season 14 yeah i watched yeah, it all the yeah. way through
2: yeah um
1: oh sorry we talked about it on this podcast we have about supernatural <laughs> yeah.
2: god this is awkward
1: you, now. wouldn't it
0: be weird if we talked about supernatural on this podcast? On this podcast? Can't even yeah. what on this Yu Yu Hakusho podcast? Yeah.
2: <laughs> God, how long has it been since we talked uh, about Yu Yu Hakusho on well, this podcast? Speaking, I actually it's been have a minute, something actually. to
1: mention about Yu Yu Show What's on the that? podcast. And I already told y'all this, but I'll go ahead and share with the listeners as well. So, at the local convention, Hamacon... Oh, yeah. Which we were actually at last year. Uh, but not this year, because, again, crazy life changes. Mm-hmm. Everything was insane. Um, but at the convention, Hamacon... Um, We Chuck Huber who voices Hiei was there (laughs) and I wanted, my cousin went and I was like oh, put this in the brain space get her to take the picture the little printed out sheet that says it has been zero days since we talked about Yu Hakusho and get Chuck Huber to sign it and I totally fucking forgot Saturday passed and I was like god (laughs) damn it Uh. so we could have had
0: Maybe one day. uh, There'll be more conventions in the future. Yeah,
1: he'll show up to other stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, My cousin, it was so funny because my cousin was like, yeah, the guy who voices show Tucker and you, Full Metal Alchemist. And I was like, (laughs) yep, that's (laughs) what I know him from. That's the first thing that pops to my head when people say Chuck Huber. You know that household name. (laughs) It's not the first thing I think of. The first thing I think of is a weird short three-eyed dude. Yep. Who's real sad about it. Yep. Yep. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: um, but back to Supernatural real quick um, since this is a Supernatural podcast hypothetically um, I think that I don't know I don't know if the show is going to be the ending is going to be satisfying I think they could pull it off but I think because they've introduced something wackadoo at the end of season 14 it's going to be like what hard Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep both the the main arc satisfying yeah Yeah. and also the ending satisfying Mm -hmm. i just don't know how they're gonna do it yeah but i also didn't know how they're going to have a good season after season seven and they did that so
2: like i either want one of two possibilities i either want everybody pissed off and dead yeah or i want everybody happy just weirdly campy Just like a, like, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But you know, but and how, Mm. and friendships. Yeah. I want that, but for Supernatural. (laughs) So here's
1: what I want. I want one of three things. I either want a weird dream sequence, like the scene from Neon Genesis Evangelion, where everyone's standing around in a circle, clapping and going, congratulations (laughs) over and over again. That's something that I feel like is not going to happen, but in a perfect world.
2: That may be the uh, red herring ending.
1: Right? (laughs) I either want everyone to die or I want everyone to live. Yeah. And I mean, bring people back to life who we haven't thought about since season one. I'm talking fucking everybody. Yeah. I want everybody to just go off into that good night. And by good night, I mean, like, living forever. I want to find out that Sam and Dean are actually the only two true immortals on the planet that they can't die because... They've been brought, they've died and been brought back to life so many times, and death just refuses to take them. And then the very last scene of the show is them standing on a completely desiccated earth and then having to go up into space because they can't live anymore that's the ending i want fucking go there supernatural (laughs) fucking get there
2: they're hunting on jupiter now
1: i was joking about being like i either want everyone to live or everyone to die but now i want nobody to live except (laughs) sam and dean that's it i want the last shot of the show to be just a quiet slowed down riff from carry on my wayward son playing As Sam and Dean get into their weird Impala-shaped rocket,
0: <laughs> they, I
1: don't think that's going to happen. They but they that's just what I ending want. Ending
0: of grease style, fly the Impala yeah, yes. into the sun. Yeah, yep.
1: as it explodes <laughs> over an Earth that's been dead for millions of years.
2: Carry on, my. Oh no, no lyrics,
1: no <laughs> lyrics. I want a slow piano version or accordion. I want a. Danish choir of children <laughs> to be singing Carry On My Wayward Son in Danish a cappella. All right. Those are the two things. Oh,
2: that would be weirdly amazing. specific and amazing.
1: I took inspiration from the end of Over the Garden Wall. Yep. I don't think that's a Danish choir, though. I don't know what language. It's like Swedish know. or something. I'm-
0: uh, oh, are you talking about the end when? Oh, um, yeah, where you sings, so oh, potatoes molasses Latin. and molasses in lat. I think it's Latin.
1: It might be Latin. I don't know languages, but the point is,
2: they should sing "Carry On My Wayward Son" in Finnish uh
1: well we have a long time we have to carry on a lot my wayward sons yep. yeah we do uh before we get to our Any... endings yep yeah we're, all, I, we're still in season five
0: yeah someone asked me the other day they were like so is, is so supernatural's ending does that mean y'all show is gonna end i was like oh no we're still talking about season five and they're yeah. like so you have 10 more seasons to go and no, i was like
1: you're damn right we do why'd well, you
0: have to say it like that <laughs>
2: But we've done five (laughs) seasons. I
0: got
1: asked that the other day, too. Yeah, and we did five seasons in two. Well, four and a half seasons in two years. We're trucking along. We're getting this out. We're not going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. Yeah,
0: like we thought we were when we first started. There's a
1: light on the other end of this tunnel, guys. Yeah, There'll be peace when we are done.
0: See, I feel like part of that light is because the ending got announced.
1: Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> that Which was legitimately is... in question.
2: It's a dim little LED light is yeah. all it is.
1: Yeah. It'll get brighter as we go along. Oh,
2: God. That's how mm, it works. Then
1: it'll be like one of those new headlights that, you know, let drivers see through time on the road.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then the train hits us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it's um, like the end of the possession And in that article where it was talking about like what Jared Padalecki and Jensen Apples want Jensen was like I was legitimately sad to hear that the show was ending and I was like what Aww. it wasn't your choice <laughs> somebody told you the show was gonna end yeah. what
2: I mean I'm shocked I've, to learn that I feel like they've been having fun making this show ever since they kind of became buds on the set oh, yeah, yeah
1: you know, Jared Padalecki almost left, though. Yeah. What? Yeah. He almost left the show at one point. I'm not quite sure when. I want to say it's after season
0: five. Oh, okay.
1: But it might have been earlier. I don't know. Man. That would it was have been to be in House of Wax.
0: Uh, I'm kidding. I don't wait. know. Wait. <laughs> I was going to say that was before the end of season five. Yeah, I
1: know.
2: Oh, shit. All right. All right. Travis. Uh,
0: we didn't say Ben's thing.
2: Oh, I, I, I started out with like the Area 51. Thing. Oh,
0: that's right. I'm sorry. The other thing is
2: very tame. Hey, dumb. pay
1: attention to what he says. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay? I thought. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you started, but we did. Okay, I'm all fucking.
1: Travis starts listening when I start talking. That's
0: yeah, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. Oh,
1: Ari's saying something. Better pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Travis. All right. This episode is called "The Real Ghostbusters." Oh yeah. What's it about?
0: Uh, Sam and Dean rolling into the, to town. Okay. And there's something strange in the neighborhood. Okay. And <laughs> who are you gonna call? Yeah. All right. The yo, female
1: Ghostbusters. There it is. They're just gonna
0: do the do do the Ghostbusters theme song, and it's just gonna be a 45 minute long music video for the Ghostbusters theme song, and yes. nothing bad happens.
1: Ghostbusters.
0: All right. Well, let's watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a fun episode. The real Ghostbusters were the friends we made along the way. Indeed. So, I legitimately can't tell whether or not Supernatural hates its fans.
0: I don't think it does.
2: I think they just enjoyed parodying them. I
0: think
1: think it's a bit of a love-hate. It is. Because they are real mean to them in this episode. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure the ending brings it back around. Oh, God, no. I'm not entirely certain about that.
0: Yeah. I think what it is... So, when was season five? 2009, 2010. 2009,
1: 2010.
0: So, I think back then, that was kind of like when nerd culture was just starting to crest. Like, the zeitgeist, I Mm -hmm. feel like.
1: I also feel like people didn't realize how niche nerd culture could be. Right. Mm. Like, people truly didn't get, like, how not necessarily weird but counterculture it could be. Yeah. Like fan fiction I feel like I feel like fan fiction is actually incredibly popular and I actually have few friends who've never read a fanfic in their life. Oh yeah. Like I have fans who aren't er, not fans. I have <laughs> friends who aren't into fanfic. I have a lot of friends, friends who don't write fan fiction, but I don't really have that many friends. Especially my female friends who've just never read any fan fiction or never written any fan fiction. Right. Even if they don't anymore. Um, but I think that, like, if you were, like, not that type of, you know, I think if you weren't into that, then, mm-hmm. like, it could be very shocking to realize, like, how deep fandom can go for some people. Right. Um, But yeah, there's some there's some very like mean spirited moments in this episode.
0: There is a little bit. The,
1: I was a gentlemanly. And I can I just say I hate Becky. Yeah. Yeah. And in the name of gender equality, when they reboot Supernatural, which will happen in our lifetimes. Yep. <laughs> in the name of gender equality, I insist that they recast Becky to be a guy named Beckham, and he's played by Ben. <laughs> like but ben now not like yeah. older not like right year yeah old ben. just a
0: guy that looks like ben currently yeah. yeah
1: but i want him to act like ben
0: yep i, I want him to act like <laughs> yeah. becky i don't want
1: them to change a single thing about the character i just want him to be ben also <laughs> do you see what i'm saying yeah oh yeah his name will be beckham
0: Mm-hmm. perfect
1: he will just be a, just as like cringy and terrible except it's just ben Nice. Also, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Do you get yeah. what I'm? Do you get yeah. what my vision is? Uh, yeah, yeah we're picking
2: up what you're putting down.
0: Yeah, because yeah.
1: Becky is, as a fan, I'm a little insulted.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Her, the way she acts, is the worst case scenario for any fan. Uh, like, what, like, I guess, star fan. Relationship, And I know that there are moments like this, like, um, fucking Aaron Hansen told a story one time where he, uh, he was at a convention and he was doing a signing and this guy walks up to him and he says like some line from a cartoon that he made. And then Aaron kind of like says it back to him. And he's like, yeah, dude, cool. And then the guy just keeps saying the line over and over yeah. because he's so like, he doesn't know how he's so like either starstruck or, just awkward or something. He only knows how to interact with Aaron in this one specific way, because that's how Aaron has touched his life. And that is something that is a weird disconnect between, um, like making a show and having fans of a show, which is being bridged a little bit because of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, for the longest time, it was always like, you would see like the star of the show and be like, Oh my God. You know? Um, and I've had kind of moments like that. Yeah. Um, but then I fucking played it cool because I'm a real human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, the the answer is always just just be cool. Yeah,
2: because there are people, too. Fucking yeah. turn
0: around and hit your weed vape if you have to, but chill <laughs> out for a second.
1: I legitimately, if I feel like I would be too Star trek Star Trek. Too starstruck around somebody, I wouldn't want to meet them. Right. Oh, yeah. Just Mm -hmm. because I'm like, if I'm going to meet this person who I really respect and admire, I don't want to come away from this with them being like, wow, what a fucking nerd.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think, so I have a little bit of experience with this. Not like having someone starstruck to meet me, but being starstruck to meet other people. Yeah. And it's something that you just have to... You almost have to ignore the fact that they are a very popular, a very well-known person. Yeah. Uh, because this is going to be bragging a little bit. But there was a MomoCon that I went to mm-hmm. where we were able to get into the green room. Ooh. And I met um, a whole group slew of voice actors yeah and at one moment i was in the green room sitting down next to a friend and i looked up and there was matt mercer talking to two other people and i'm oh, like shit. oh that's matt mercer over there and then like right next to me was jim cummings the voice of winnie the pooh oh shit and um and a bunch of other yeah but there was a bunch of other people in that room and i was just like oh man but what I did was, I, I just fucking... I chilled out. And if I wanted to... I would just walk up to him and say... like I, I walked up to Jim Cummings and said... Hi, Jim. I'm a big fan of your work. And he goes, oh, thank you very much. And that was it. That's, yeah. all, you gotta That's say. all you need. Yeah.
1: That's
2: all you gotta say.
1: I am... Yeah. Big believer in playing it chill when you meet people you mm-hmm. come across. I also feel like... um. It's different depending on who the person is. Yeah. So, obviously, your interactions are going to be different. Like, just to be honest, I would not be as, like, starstruck to meet, like, certain, you know, people who I respect and admire as right. I would to be meet others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like one of the weird things about, like... <clears throat> Internet media and podcasts is. Have you ever seen that picture? That's like this is what listening to a podcast is like. Yeah, it's this woman sitting next to a picture of women eating salads. Yes, and she's eating a salad. And just like <laughs> so, i here. Like that's what listening to a podcast is like. To oh, where yeah. You really, totally. Feel like you know these people. One hundred percent. And you really feel like like yeah, if I met this person, we could be friends. Mm-hmm. If I were meeting them outside of the context of hey, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Um, Uh, Yeah, Dave Stone and Kyle Canaan have touched on that in their their podcast, The Boogie Monster, because they go tour and do stand-up comedy. Yeah. And like Dave has said, like, I'm really glad y'all listen, and I understand that we touch your lives way more than you touch ours. That was a weird way to say that.
3: Touch me. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: touch me, know. baby.
1: Touch, get but me. I mean, you like, because me, like, want you to touch me.
0: Because the fans of their show and their comedy like support them in the way where they can do that full time, right? Uh, and that's how the fans interact with Dave and Kyle. But then, because you listen to them have these conversations all the time, you feel like they're you're friends with them. Because like, there's episodes of the Boogie Monster where Kyle just talks about how he's bummed out about doing comedy. I'm like, dude, I fucking feel you. Yeah. And it's like, God, I could be best friends with Kyle Kanaean. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it, it's all about like just context in meeting someone. And I'm yeah. sure
1: those, that people feel that way about like get the g- Game Grumps and mm-hmm. like Super Best Friends Play and other Let's Players Yeah, who I totally know because I watch, <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I totally watch Let's Plays where people talk. It's not just and- a straight game. I'm really interested <laughs> in what they have to say. So there's that. Uh, that's cool, right? Fellow kids. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, and, and another thing that I do is because I I always try to see myself like as kind of as one of these people. Yeah. Like I make a podcast. and I do stand up comedy and I do music. So I'm like, yeah. I'm. So
1: when you meet them, it's not like you're a fan. It's like we're equals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I see it. And I know that's not the same for everyone. Yeah. I feel like that's there are you know people that are just fans of stuff and that's totally fine um, And it doesn't
1: mean that you're not equal to them it's exactly just like, yeah it's more the equals is the wrong word what i more mean is like co-workers
0: yeah i feel like we're peers in a way yeah yeah um but that that's what i use to make myself more chill talking to some i'm like okay we do the same thing yeah Except you make way more money than and I, you're, I do. You're
1: way more successful at <laughs> it. Yep. Yes. So go to Patreon.com/slash/Habcast and put us on the level of Dave Stone and Cal Thank yeah.
0: you. Send us to Space Camp. Send us to a
1: <laughs> Space Camp. We want to be Harry Potter World.
2: We want to be the new voice of Comedy Central. Look yeah. at all three acting of us. Like
1: we don't put all of the Patreon money back into the podcast. <laughs> we do. Look at us. Look at us <laughs> pretending <laughs> that we would buy things for ourselves, as opposed to just putting money back into the podcast. <laughs> I
2: bought a OPED with the money from the podcast. Oh jeez, <laughs>
0: yeah. where did you get that? <laughs> uh,
1: bought <laughs> an infinity G thirty seven. Oh god. <laughs> uh, anyway. Work. Jokes are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Let's um, uh
0: let's actually talk about the episode now. So yeah. Now that we're done with our little preamble. Yeah.
1: Man, I gotta say I kind of forgot what the Amazon was about. And I have to say, this would have been a great fucking episode to talk about fandom culture and Supernatural's fandom culture. Oh, yeah. Which we've talked about a little bit. Yeah. But I should have made that, like, the freak of the week, and I didn't. I still really want to have an episode where we do that, but right. that might just be, like, a bonus episode. I think,
0: yeah, that should be yeah. a bonus episode where we yeah. really get into the nitty-gritty of Supernatural fandom and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, because
1: Supernatural is a show that lives and dies by its fandom. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, it is a... There's no way... They're making the ratings. I mean, I guess I should check. Whatever. I mean, There's yeah. No this... way they're making the ratings like that, like other more popular shows make. It's it's a cult. Oh it's yeah, it's a cult classic. Well, I'm sure they're sense. they're
0: making money through like syndication and cons and being on Netflix and cons. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's a big thing for a lot of like and I, actors and voice actors. They make money like doing con appearances. And I yeah. think
1: that um. I'm pretty sure that the supernatural conventions are still going to exist after the show ends. Oh, I'm sure they oh, will. God, yeah. Like I'm sure. Yeah. I mean Kings of Con. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, uh that's Rob Benedict and uh Richard Spade Jr.'s project. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to be having those names on lock.
3: <laughs> locked I'm and fucking loaded.
1: Locked. So, here's what happens in the episode. Sam and Dean get tricked into going to a supernatural convention, the first one of its kind. Yep. Part of the convention is that all of the Sams and Deans and Men's and... <laughs> scarecrows. Scarecrows. Those were the only two.
2: Those, yeah. No, those were, wait.
1: We saw Bloody Mary as was, well. Yeah,
2: there was we did, a, yeah. a Bloody Mary or a Lady in White.
1: Bloody Mary, Scarecrow, Hookman. And Hookman.
2: Yeah. And there was also what was... And then
1: Bobby and Ash were cosplayers. Oh,
2: Ash. Yeah. That's yep. who it was. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mullen. Yeah. Yep. I was like, who's the fucking Mullen? I was trying is to remember that? his name too. Yeah, what? I
1: was Ash, trying to remember his name yeah. too. Yeah. From season two.
0: Oh, right. Because he burned up.
1: And then. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then uh, Becky is cosplaying as Velma. Yeah. <laughs> Velma who didn't try. Yep. I hate Becky's character so Becky's fucking much. Becky's cosplaying
0: as over obsessive fan.
1: Yeah. Fucking cosplaying as a goddamn nostalgia critic character yeah. <laughs> before that character was written yeah um i think i hate becky so much because i know she's supposed to be a reflection of me and i'm just like come come on guys i can differentiate between reality and fantasy most of the time i mean imagine guys.
0: imagine this though harry potter materializes in front of us and is a real human being in this world. And his stories are... 39-year-old Harry Potter appears in front of us today. What do you do?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Probably be like, show me magic. Yeah. yeah. Please. I mean, don't, you're not a pony. I don't want you to perform for me. But...
0: <laughs>
2: I'll buy you lunch if you do.
1: Please yeah. tell me
0: about magic. Yeah. I'll give
1: you... American Muggle money. Also, why? About magic. Why
0: did you name your son that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. First question: What the fuck about Albus Severus?
0: I'm going to call oh, CPS. Are we too good
1: for Remus now? Yeah, like, we too good. Just name a child Peter Pettigrew at this point, fuck <laughs> what the fuck? Also, did the cursed child really happen? I would be like, can you confirm if that's canon?
2: Can not? you deny that for me, please? Can you yeah. tell me
1: that that's not that's not a thing that happened? I hate that.
2: It's the worst.
1: Have, what do you think about the second Fantastic Beast movie? These are the questions I would yeah, ask oh, him. Definitely. You know what I wouldn't do?
0: What? Uh, Touch lick, his chest? Lick my yeah. fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> and, and blow, then it, at blow it at him? I did not know what that was supposed to mean. I don't me know
1: and... what that is. So Becky has his crush on Sam, but don't worry because Chuck takes charge yep. Be- becky's a bottom and she- Jeff <laughs> takes charge there and the know. minute he does she's like
3: oh.
1: um, my panties are so and it's like i hate hey. her so much that's my becky wife i don't know yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> hey that's not what she sounds like she sounds like um I don't have a good matter. Y'all fucking know what she sounds like. you yeah, watch this fucking show. <laughs> we don't have anybody who's like, I'm just in it for the beer cheese. Like, no, you've all seen it. I, wait, I actually do think we have some people who listen to it who are just in it for the beer cheese. Some
0: people are. so' have I've, 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 I've been told.
2: Yeah, that's how you get me here is they my yeah.
1: listen, beer cheese soup. They listen for us. Okay. They're, Which they're, is weird. We
0: do have some listeners that will listen to the first half, and then once they hear the guitar riff, they stop listening.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't care about Supernatural. We're just here for these guys.
2: Sounds like we yep. should do just another show.
0: Yeah.
1: D&D <laughs> podcast. D&D <laughs> podcast.
2: Or just like a jangle of podcasts.
1: Jangle podcast. Jangle podcast. So... Oh fuck! What were we fucking
2: talking Becky about? Becky lured them there oh, to yeah. the convention so center. Oh yeah. So
1: Becky's got a fucking crush on Sam, and at one point during the episode, she licks her hand
2: and blows it at him. Yeah. She's
1: like, nah. Nah.
2: Yeah. That's the international. That's
1: for you, Sam. That's the
2: international sign of eating ass. That's I don't. Is it?
1: It's it's, it's not. Is No, it, no, it isn't. isn't. It? only me once, Ben. You're giggling. Don't I'm, look at I'm, me.
0: I'm I'm asexual. Is it? <laughs> This was.
1: <laughs> I know you lost your virginity three months ago.
0: Oh my it? God. It was more than three months ago. I'm not making that Damn. joke,
1: by the way, because Travis is asexual. I'm making that joke because he's so defensive about it. He's so defensive. It's nothing to do with the fact that he's asexual and everything to do with the fact that he's yeah. defensive. Okay.
0: Kat and I have been dating for five months now. Thank you very oh, much.
1: Okay. Excuse
2: me. Yeah. And you're a gentleman.
0: You didn't fuck and her I, those I first saw two months. You, uh, you're right. I
1: saw you catch that sheep. So I'm very proud of you. <laughs> You what? Uh, everything Becky does is confusing. I think one of the reasons why she's so like horrifying to me is I don't know Becky. Like, you don't
0: know a person like Becky? I don't
1: know the person like Becky. I know people who I would consider to be like terrible fucking fans. Yeah. Like they're really mean to other fans. Mm-hmm. There's one right way to like a show. They harass other people. They harass the creators. I know people like that. Yeah. But even they have a foot in reality. Becky is like if an alien was on fanfiction.net for 10 minutes, jot down everything they saw, and were like, I don't know, lemons, and fucking win yeah. with
3: it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a little citrusy and where and then they fucking wrote becky and that's because like yeah i don't know i think that's why she bugs me is like mm-hmm. i know tarot if you wanted to write a cringy fangirl which becky definitely is that yeah you could have done it but still kept like a foot in reality i know it's like a big joke that um you know like oh fangirls i also think i'm just particularly offended because no male fan of supernatural is ever portrayed as badly you're right. Like, I also feel like part of it's because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. She's a female character. So she's, like, delu- fucking delusional and, like, sexually harassing mm. to Sam. Yeah, she's got
0: hysteria. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those bikes out of yep. here. Get rid mm-hmm. of the bikes, man. Um, And that's why I think she bugs me so much is because, like, the male fans in this episode, none of them were like... No, I totally believe this is real. Yeah, like even Barnes and Damien, who live through a ghost attack, yeah, won't accept that it's the real Dean at the end mm-hmm. when Dean tells them. Yeah, yeah. Like, come the fuck on, guys! And that's what happens. It's really yep. about these two characters, Damien and Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Who live through a ghost ghost attack,
0: mm-hmm. and they help Sam and Dean. Yeah,
2: yeah. as they escape their lives of. Um, Copier repair and audio equipment sales. Yeah,
1: stereo salesman. That guy works at Radio Shag and he is yep. out of a job now. Yeah, he is. He is, he is cock and fries. Well, maybe
0: he works at Best Buy. Maybe. Wo- or have Good y'all seen sport. these Electronic Express stores? Yeah, it's like somehow it's like they made Best Buy more sterile. Yeah. Because you know what they did? They took out all the music and all the video games. And it's just computers and consoles and computers. And couches.
2: Couches, mattresses,
0: TV, Laundry machines.
2: Yeah. I bought a laptop there for tax-free weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh, Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) I know a lot
2: about that goddamn store.
1: Can we also talk about the fact that this is the second time where Supernatural has been like, here's this terrible fucking adult who murdered some children, including her own son. Except, just kidding. It was a bunch of orphans who did it.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Why does Supernatural fucking hate orphans so much?
2: Because who are they gonna talk to about it?
0: What um... <laughs>
1: CPS <laughs> come back and talk to their caseworkers? So. Exactly.
0: What yeah. other episode do they hate orphans?
1: Uh, Providence in season one.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, was that the dollhouse thing?
1: It was the doll one. Yeah. Yeah, where there was like um, this guy. It was so the idea was this guy who was like a hairdresser killed his family with his um, scissors, scissors, yep, or like ra- straight razors, or right? something. Yeah, yeah. And there was this painting. That oh, had them, that's right. You know, and he was like looking at this little girl, and it turns out that she was actually the murderer. That's right, because she was, yeah, she was adopted. Yeah, because she was adopted. And that's like the reason why they were like, "Oh, I guess." Oh, that's the the one. Relatives never kill each other. She must have been one of those orphans. That's the
0: one where Dean had to use the gun as a gun. Yeah,
1: he did the first time in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Never used it properly. They're just bonking ghosts on the head.
2: (laughs) But I feel like orphans are like the easiest way to make kids evil and believably evil past censors
0: because they've been they've been stuck in the system for so long that they're corrupted.
1: That's real dark,
2: y'all. They're going to foster
0: a blade that in your skull. That is not how
1: that works. At all, I feel like orphans are more likely to be victimized.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I
1: think is it a horror movie trope? I've seen one movie, and I think it's actually called Orphan. Yes. Where it's like this little girl has like stay young forever disease. Yep. Mm -hmm. But she's actually like 45 or something. Mm -hmm. She wants to fuck the dad of her adopted family. Yeah. And then she kills people because of it. I don't fucking know what that says about anything. Yeah. Just like.
2: You would appreciate... Watch, like, the first couple episodes of The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Uh, One of the...
1: Another orphan killer?
2: No. um, Orphans who kill. This lady works for ostensibly CPS. Okay. But she's a therapist and she helps... Like, she uses, like, her, like, psychic powers to know when a child has been abused by their foster parents. Yeah. Mm. And it just—it's in an episode, and it's pretty cool. All right, I can dig it.
0: But yeah, you're right. uh Orphans and adopted children tend to be victimized, especially by the horror trope. Yeah. yeah. Or by any kind of like creepiness trope, because I, it's like, oh, they're not part of the real family. They're not yeah. blood related, which yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. Like that's some bullshit. Yeah. It really
1: is. Um, I feel like most horror movie monsters are actually like the real life victims. Oh yeah. Like people with psychosis, you know, or mental illnesses in general. Yeah, the monsters were just the friends we
0: made along the way.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, look at the Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre. Yeah, 100%. Like that's always been a thing is like... Ed
1: Gein was a victim of something. Yeah. Yeah, his mom. Yeah. I mean, he still murdered people and that was real shitty of him. if if he
2: cut to the chase, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, man. <laughs> or cut the chase. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, but yeah, so the ghost in this episode, there's actually five ghosts, which yeah. I think is like peak ghost.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of ghosts.
1: Yeah. Uh, so far in this, there's
0: one lady ghost and four children ghosts. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, so the like story goes is that Lucretia Gore ran an orphanage and went crazy one day and murdered four boys one of whom was her son mm-hmm. and then she killed herself
3: mm.
1: and she runs around and the orphan children are still there and she runs around being like naughty 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 if you don't eat your meat you won't get your pudding. Yeah. Yep. That sort of thing. And so shenanigans happen. Sam and Dean and Barnes and Damien figure out
0: they where figure the out where
1: Corps grave is. Yep, and then they pop her they, off.
0: They get her done. Yeah, well done.
2: extra crispy.
1: Because, as we all know, orphans are
0: evil. Evil.
2: They're not people. They're evil. <laughs> so, they're like horses. They're terrible people.
1: Is that the children? Three of the kids were actually murder boys. Yep. Yeah. They're spicy murder boys. <laughs> And they murdered Lucretia's son. They scalped him. Yeah. Fucking real hardcore style. Oh, yes. And Lucretia murdered them and then killed herself. Yep. So that's real.
0: That's what happens.
1: That's real thrilling. And we see the son with his fucking head scalped be like, my mom loves me. She would never leave. She would never kill me. And Mm -hmm. these boys did it.
2: I can't tell if you're being nervous or robotic.
1: My mother loves me. She's programmed to love. Not my mother creator programmed me to love. Am I pretty mommy? What is it like to be a real boy?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Will the blue fairy make me a real boy, Steven Spielberg? Will he Stanley Kubrick?
0: What the fuck is going on?
1: But <laughs> look it up. Oh, look it up. Okay. Um Yeah, that's what fucking happens.
2: Yes. Yeah, so they burn but her the bones. But the
1: episode's not really about the ghost. The episode's no, about
2: the fans. That's The fucking
1: fans. I mean,
2: that's why it was another fucking ghost episode because it didn't have to explain. Yeah, you anything. Don't want to get
1: bogged down with monsters? Yeah,
2: yeah. It, you're already going to get the story explained to Barnes and Noble. So, <laughs> yeah, Damian, they, were,
1: they were noble, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh, so it was already going to be explained to them. So use something easy like ghosts that the. So we, we already know what's happening. Right, we, yeah. we can watch these dudes be like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. is fucking real. Yeah. Uh,
0: I will say the Q&A with Chuck.
2: Is amazing.
0: 100% accurate. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Like
0: those Q&A sessions, people will ask whatever crazy bullshit is in their head. <laughs> yeah. It is. I've been to so many Q&A sessions where I'm like is that relevant to anything we've been talking about so far nope. I had
1: a and a session with Ursula K. Le Guin Yeah where a person literally asked her why in the left hand of darkness everyone uses male pronouns and Ursula K. Le Guin was like, it was the 60s and I was trying to get a gay book published. Yeah. I don't know what to It's not a gay book. It was the 60s and I was trying to get a book where literally everyone on this planet has a, is gender fluid published. Mm-hmm. I was one of the few female science fiction writers. And that was the fucking answer. There was no deeper meaning. She was yeah. just like, I don't know. I wanted somebody to read the book. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's a guy. Sorry.
2: Whoops! The doodles.
1: She fixes it later. Um, I believe that that Q&A section, session would be incredibly awkward. I think that Chuck is a little awkward baby boy. Oh, yes. Uh, you know what I don't believe? What's that? that? Mm, 98.99. I'll go ahead and even bump that 99.99% of that audience, male.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm
1: here to tell you. I have never been to a supernatural convention. I hope to go very soon. That's where we really want you to send us. Send yes. us to yeah. fucking natural supernatural convention. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the closest one to us. Yeah. yeah
1: and if the show ever gets that popular, send us the one in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where we really want to go. Yeah. Um, but. uh.
2: Yeah. There was like one lady in that audience other than Becky.
0: I think yeah, so. There yep.
1: was uh, Bloody Mary and Becky, and those were the two women there. Yep. And I guarantee. Well, and then
0: there was also the actress that was playing fake Lucretia Gore. Yeah, but uh, she wasn't
1: a supernatural yeah. fish. Oh, was I guess so. In the she panel. was just an actor. Yeah. yeah, she was just hired for the LARPing part. Yeah. Do you think there's actually LARPing at supernatural conventions? If you've ever been, let us know, because I would be down for yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Uh, I will say, like I've been to cons where there are LARPing events. Yeah. It is not. I mean, so this was a, a bit of a strange thing because it's like, it's the first one ever and it was really small. So parts of that were accurate where it's like, yeah, everyone's all kind of together doing the same thing, but not everyone would be like, we're doing the fucking LARPing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I will say I don't yeah. think it
1: was so much LARPing as it was a murder mystery. It was a little bit, yeah. yeah. You know what
0: That's I mean? That's what it was. It
2: was a murder mystery with fake ecto coolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: the and the guy who was like running the con Splurge. was like being an NPC for the for the LARP.
1: Yes, agents McCartney and Lennon. Yeah. I can tell you the exact ghost story that happened here many moons ago. Um I actually liked his character a lot. Yeah, I yeah. liked him. Yeah, he was so into it. Although
0: I will say, for a someone running a convention, w- definitely not stressed enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> under not enough stress.
1: We were stressed just going, just having a table at Hamacon yeah. last year.
2: That was stressed, and as we fuck.
1: we talked to the woman who run who was running it, and she was like. No time to talk. Time to kill everybody on my volunteer team. Yeah,
0: she literally, like, she stopped by and she was like, thank you so much for being here. I have to go kill someone. Yeah,
1: I have to go immediately. (laughs) She had. Do not ask any questions.
2: Murder in both of her eyes. Oh, yeah. She's a very busy lady and she didn't have
1: all day. It didn't cost much. Just your voice. Uh, I love the little mermaid. Anyways, um, (laughs) I will go ahead and say uh, the homoerotic... Subtext and Supernatural that panel is Absolutely run by Becky
0: And a totally accurate panel title I
1: would believe that that is Absolutely real also Mm -hmm. um scared The other panel was the scared little boy The Dean Winchester story
0: Is that what it was?
1: I've read that essay online Gotten some metacontextual Evidence oh that's
0: amazing I
2: thoroughly believe you're the one that wrote that essay
1: (laughs) Don't talk to me (laughs) I can neither confirm nor Deny
2: Yeah
1: um, but yeah, uh, so, um, I feel like there were parts of the convention that were like, yep, this is, this is something that I would totally believe that would happen. And then yeah. there were parts that I was like, nah, no. And mo- mostly the thing for me was, again, there were like two women there mm-hmm. and you can't tell me in 2009 to slash 2010 that like the majority of the fans were female.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, in 2009. Or were two- male. Yeah. In 2009 and 2010. All of the Supernatural fans that I knew, other than people in my family, all ladies. Yep.
1: Y'all are the first male Supernatural fans I've ever met, and I had to create one of you. <laughs> <laughs> one of you had to be formed from my from the hands of Clay. One of
2: us was a bigger fan than you could ever be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I created you like Galata Gladia. <laughs> Gelade gal- gal- gelato.
0: All right, you got there. Yeah. Gelato, you, 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 you got somewhere.
2: It doesn't matter. Can we talk about the the yellow eyed cooler?
0: Yes. Also, another thing, oh, not God accurate enough. Limit yeah, not accurate enough about this convention. Not that many people were as drunk as they should have been. Very <laughs> also, to hey. go ahead and
1: say this, they were buying drinks from the fucking bar. Yeah.
0: Also, from
1: what I've heard, people just walk around with drugs of mystery alcohol. Oh
0: yes. Did I tell? I've told this story so many times. I was at Dragon Con one year, and there was a Professor X walking around with a bottle labeled Chemical X, and I took a swig from it.
2: Was it just? Did
1: you know him?
0: I did actually.
1: Okay, Good. that's okay. probably okay.
2: Yeah, I
0: did. I did know him. Tra-
1: Tra- yeah. Travis is like, I'm actually deaf because one time at a convention,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, was I took a fog, swig like, from,
1: a, from a bottle of and it turned I don't
0: out as know a real what it thing. was. I took a swig of it and it burned the whole way down. Yeah,
2: it was probably like really cheap whiskey or really cheap tequila.
0: I will say, or really cheap. It was. Both. It was at least some part. Uh, Jaeger because it uh, had that black licorice taste. It was mm. dark. But I think it like was chemical like. Excess. It was Jaeger mixed with something else that made it taste like a fucking chemical.
1: That guy couldn't just mix fucking Grapeco and I think liquor of choice.
2: Grapeco and Jaeger yeah. might be okay together. Blech. I
0: mean, it was straight liquor in that bottle.
2: Yeah.
1: Sure. Have fun. Get but weird.
2: Yeah. I bet it's either just a the yellow cool. cooler's just either a lemon drop like a really big fucking lemon drop. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's a
0: lemon drop. You have to pay four more dollars for. Yeah.
1: yeah. If it had been, if there had been ice in that glass, I would have. I would have bought one. Yeah. yeah. The drinks were like in a pina colada.
0: It was glass. like a mai tai. Yeah, it was a mai tai yeah, or, like or a, a hurricane. Yeah. Glass. Like
1: it was like a tall,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but
1: not like um, lemon cooler or lemon drop tall. It was like. A fucking fancy-ass glass. It was
2: like a beach drink, though. It was like
1: an umbrella and a little lemon slice? Yeah. it was
2: a lemon slice with a blueberry and a... a, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, my guess is that it's probably just pineapple Fanta with maybe vodka or rum in it. Yeah.
0: Bottom shelf. Well. I... So, uh, you remember the show we did in Florence at the Mixer? I've heard of it. They had a drink that night. Called like the lizard or something, but it was like a blue fucking drink. They they have a theme drink for every time we do a show. That's cool. And every time I'm I get one and I'm like, I paid too much for this, <laughs> <laughs> and it's only like four dollars.
2: Yeah, are they not good? This
1: is not worth my money.
0: I love I I love doing shows at the mixer, but their the their special mixed drinks are not great. They won't hear this.
1: Yeah, no one listens to this show.
0: <laughs> About 61 people listen to this show every week. And we appreciate all of you. Yeah.
1: I've converted some new fans on at work, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um,
0: Literally any time someone has a, what podcast should I listen to, Cat uh, always tags yes, us. Yes,
1: she actually just did that. Yep. I, uh, I saw it. <laughs> I looked at it. And, some, and somebody on there was like, I'm going to have to listen to yeah, this Super one.
3: And I was like, yes, do it. Do yes, it. Do yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Do it. Do it.
1: So that person, we're talking about you. Yeah. You're welcome for the shout out. Um, what else happens this episode? Uh, there's some... I'm... There's some very sweet moments in this episode. And there's mm-hmm. one at the end that I'm kind of like... There's two that I want to talk about. Yes. Okay. So there's the one where basically... Lucretia Gore is gone, mm-hmm. and now the three evil orphan children are going to fuck shit up and scalp everybody. Yep. Which, by the way, only one person dies this episode. Yeah. yeah. And it is and he's not a German asshole from the beginning Yep. <laughs> who stands up during the Q&A and is like, yes, uh, my name is uh, Fritz von Schlagenheimer, and I have a few questions like, why do Simon Dean keep losing their guns? Yes, thank you. I don't know if that was like, a good German accent I would try. That was
2: it was a fine austrian accent
1: shut the <laughs> fuck up just give me a number and move on so um he dies in his whole thing and is in the beginning he's asking like a bunch of like really like plot holy questions yeah like why don't sam and dean keep their material on a fucking like we we <laughs> wrist cord or band and he's right yeah yeah Cause they lose like an iron weapon Mm -hmm. immediately twice during the fight scene. Yeah. But they both do individually. Yeah. And I'm like, keep a tighter grip on your fucking weapons. If this is life or death. Yeah. Um, so he gets scalped. Yep. Uh, but he's the only one who dies, Mm -hmm. which was real shocking. So Sam and Dean are like, Oh fuck. We totally fucking fucked up. And now we got to take care of this shit. And they're asking, um, basically, the actress who's playing Lucretia from the Larping
2: yeah.
1: uh, game. Game. Um, they're like, "Hey, will you pretend to be the you know ghost Lucretia Gore again and fucking control these ghost ass children?" Mm-hmm. Um. And he's like, and she's like, "I'm a fucking Hooters waitress, and I do not want any of this bullshit." So yeah. thank you muchly. Uh. And then they're like people are gonna fucking die and she's like okay fine i guess mm-hmm. but i will not put my cell phone on silent for it so oh yeah jot that down
3: mm-hmm.
1: um and then damien and and uh, barnes come up and they're like hey we have to help because that's what sam and dean would do and yes. I was like, yes
0: yes 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 yes
1: i was like that's really sweet guys thank you
0: that was adorable
1: but then at the end yeah There's a moment that I was like, "Mm, is that the meaning of the show? Yeah. Is that where we're at with this? So the day has been saved. Only one person has died. And Dean's like, hey, I didn't even get your names, Damien and Barnes. And they're like, oh, well, it's Damien Barnes. Mm -hmm. And they're about to leave. And then Damien turns back and is like, hey, also, I think you're wrong about the, the Winchesters and Supernatural. Because Dean, before that, had been like... Su- their lives fucking suck.
3: Yeah. And
1: their grief fuck is not... guys. Yeah, their grief is not for consumption and fuck y'all. And then Damien's like, I think you're wrong. Because, you know, I live this normal, boring life. And... It's nice to be able to think that there are people like that. There's a story I can really love where people wake up and save the world
0: every single every single
1: day and have a brother who's willing to die for you. And Dean's like, Hmm. oh, I guess you're kind of right. That's kind of sweet. What do you all think about that?
0: I hate it. 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 I hate it because if waking up and saving the world every day is what you do every day, then you're gonna fucking hate it. Yep. Because do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's bullshit. Work is work. And you may love it some days and you're gonna fucking hate it other times. I
1: have a job I love now and there are some days I don't want to go into work. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I don't want to do this sometimes. (laughs) Fuck
1: yeah. Sometimes we get ready and we're about to record and we're just like, I don't know. Do you want to watch a movie instead? Yeah. Let's just watch a straight drama, no supernatural elements.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's just watch Haku Show again.
1: So we're just going to watch an anime instead? So it's going to be great. Yeah. How much can we be
2: <laughs> Actually, let's.
1: Yeah, like, let's do that. Let's stop the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I hate it because uh, it kind of, like, obviously... There are a lot of great moments and a lot of, like, freedom in what Sam and Dean do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that outweighs the good no, at all.
0: definitely not.
1: At all. Or no. outweighs the bad yeah. at all. I think if they could foist this off on somebody else, then they should. And I also um, question the idea of whether or not Sam and Dean are really, like, heroes. I mean, they yeah. they do save people.
0: But at what cost?
1: Yeah, one because this...
0: at this point we've seen them kill so many other people.
1: Yeah, at this point they're, and this is a big thing throughout the show. And usually when television shows or other pieces of media do this, you're supposed to be like, no, the heroes are still the heroes. They're doing their damn best and they're trying to save the day. Mm-hmm. With Supernatural, it's really hard. It's a lot harder to come up with that question because so often they're causing the problem. Yeah. yeah. And maybe uh-huh. they've been manipulated into it or maybe they didn't have enough information before they just rashly went into this. But a lot of people die from their direct actions. And this isn't so much the case now, but later? Oh, man. You have characters doing some dumb fucking shit and thousands of people die because of it. Wow. Yeah. Like, so you have the bad guys, and I'm thinking uh, BMOL, you have the bad guys be like, Sam and Dean are not a net positive for the world. Mm. They're not saving people at the rate that they're inadvertently causing their deaths. And we need to like do something about this. And that answer is kind of it's kind of hard to be on Sam and Dean's side with this. It definitely, yeah. And the show doesn't want to ignore that aspect of those of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows it shows it in their fuck our fucking faces all the time. So it sounds a little hollow to be like I don't know y'all save the world every day And also you love each other And isn't it great having a brother who dies for you Yeah No man I want a brother who fucking lives for me
0: See I think that is That's a
1: little bit of a different point but it's how I feel
0: A lot I th- I think a lot of that comes from the fact that these are th- Like in in universe These are books Yeah. And I think because this is kind of like The prophet as told by Chuck Yeah Um this is, like, the angels are putting these things into Chuck's head for him to write down, and they're putting their own spins on it to make it fiction, you know?
1: Or Chuck's putting their own spin on or, it. Or,
0: yeah, or Chuck's trying to put his own spin on it to make it more fictional. Uh So.
1: Yeah, I think if Damien and Barnes knew that Sam and Dean were real, they'd be horrified. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they already were horrified a little bit when they dig at the grave at yeah. the first time. But they don't And believe, they're
1: like... But they don't believe that it's Sam and Dean and I think that allows there to be some separation. Right, yeah. Like, I want my characters to suffer and go through hard times because that's compelling stories yes if my characters were just happy like if the characters that i love were just happy and never had any issues yeah that might be good for like a short story or a little piece of fan like fluffy fan fiction Mm -hmm. but if it were all the time i'd get bored because that's not compelling yeah um but if it were a real person going through this i'd be like holy shit yeah. Give up, man. Like, <laughs> stop saving the world and just go live your life.
2: Let go of that branch and fall, baby.
1: Yeah. What do you think about this little ending?
2: So uh, silent but deadly. I think Dean let Barnes and Noble just like continue being fans, and I thought that was kind of sweet. That Dean was like, "All right, cool. Love your shit. That's awesome, man. If they yeah. get you through the day, that's cool. Yeah. I appreciated that." But y'all are both right. Like, if they knew it was fucking real and they knew that yeah. everything that it had, and not the, just that monsters are real because they saw a fucking ghost burn up in front of their goddamn faces, mm-hmm. that would just, as Dean put it, send them straight to the nut house.
1: Yeah.
3: hmm
1: <sighs> Yeah. I feel like the characters learned the wrong lesson from this episode. Kind of.
0: A little bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I'm glad that they um didn't just leave it on, oh, all these people are terrible and everything's a crapshoot and everything's terrible all the time. Yeah. But uh it's also like okay, it's not
2: like Sunshine and Rainbows right or mm-hmm. But this episode kind of exists for one thing and one thing only.
0: To make fun, to make of, the fun of the
2: fans? No, for Becky to tell Sam. Becky oh, cold. that's
0: right. The only important thing that
2: happens this episode. Yeah, like this was like forty-four minutes of fluff and so
1: thirty
0: fucking, seconds of. I guess Becky
1: and Chuck are dating. Now. I guess so. Yeah. Because yeah. basically, Chuck, like Sam and Dean, are like, "Hey, Chuck, uh, three of the ghosts are murderous ghost children, and we got to go take care of the shit. So you keep everyone in here beside the salt line." And then, like, he's basically holding this super long Q&A where he's like, hey, how do you guys feel about angels?
3: <laughs> I hope
1: positively, because that's what's coming up in the books I'm going to start. Oh, Chuck's also gotten uh, funding to start publishing again, and Sam and Dean are like, fuck you.
3: <laughs>
1: fuck you. <laughs> and um, this hotel guy who's like, only fucking nerds. Oh, that's another thing. There's a bunch of, like nice to get out of your mom's basement and yeah. meet people mm-hmm. and isn't it dead so they're scared of talking to women despite the fact that the majority of supernatural fans are women so that's
2: yeah weird yeah. i feel like that was a big big misstep and backstep for the show to pull that yeah, yeah. Well, i feel
0: like it's easier to make fun of male nerd fans
2: yeah well the whole making fun of fans is what i meant yeah, yeah. 'Cause there's a way for Becky to have been smart but not creepy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was a way for Becky Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah, she could have been a super fan and known like every line of the books or whatever yeah. without being like shitty. Yeah. I wanna
1: get weird on Sam. Yeah. Or I can't differentiate between reality and fiction.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Well, like she did kind of get smacked in the face that all of the books all of that shit was real
1: yeah but she believed it beforehand and that's that's the problem i have if she had been like look i know that i'm a super fan if there had been a scene where she was like look i know that i'm a super fan i know i write fan fiction and i have this you know chat forum and i've got my old live journal and it's It's got a you know header that has the Impala and a dark scheme, and it says "Carry on my wayward son." Like I know all this, but that doesn't mean that I'm like living in a fantasy world. Okay, I get that it's not real. And then Chuck had been like, "No, it is real." If her reaction hadn't been, "Oh my God, I knew it all along," and instead been, "Seriously." And then, like, Sam and Dean had to go to her Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and show
1: up and be like, we need your help. Yeah. That would have been fucking, like...
2: That would have been cool as shit. Those are just
1: a small change that I think would have been better.
2: Mm -hmm. I think the showrunners, like, they realize there's only 45 minutes. And they're scared to devote that amount of time.
1: Oh, I think they just kind of genuinely hate their fans. That's also fair. I think they genuinely, like, a little bit hate Mm -hmm. the fans. I think they're weirded out by so many fans are seeing homoerotic subtext. Yeah. I think they legitimately think that the fans would want to sexually harass Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. And maybe they have before. And if you have, fucking stop it. Get the shit out of that. Yeah.
2: Can you like put in Cut like a, that a spray out. bottle sound? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> stop it.
0: Um. There's... So it's a weird thing because this, so there is something that I read about with animation. Yeah. And that is someone was about to start running a show at Disney. It was about to air and a Disney executive shows up with a box full of porn of a bunch of Disney characters. And he goes, this is going to happen to your show. And the showrunner just goes, all right. <laughs> that's that's how it is. I mean, it was that
1: showrunner Alex Hirsch? Uh, and I, that showrunner was Alex Hirsch. I don't
0: think it was Alex Hirsch, but I think Alex Hirsch retweeted the thing about it. Yeah. And he was like, this is correct. Yeah. It must
1: be hard I know we kind of talked about phantom stuff in the beginning But we're getting back into it It must be hard and I've seen Two different minds on this mm-hmm. I've seen the Anne Rice's of the world And I've yeah. seen the Neil Gaiman's of the world And I must say If you're a creator In this universe that we live in In this world that we live in With fandom culture being what it is Just suck it up and be Neil Gaiman Don't be Anne Rice Yeah.
3: Don't mm-hmm. do that
1: Be the Stephanie Meyer you want to be like fall on that sword, baby fall on that fucking sword. It must be hard as a creator when you're putting something out into the world to realize that you don't own it anymore. Yeah. You have created all media is collaborative in some way, even if it's the least collaborative media, which is literally writing a goddamn book, having an editor and a publisher, those are the people you collaborate with to create the work. Mm-hmm. But then you also collaborate with the fans who read the work.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: So all media, so I've seen people be like, oh, well, writing a novel is not, no, it fucking is. All media is collaborative. Yep. Even if it's just like, you and the f- and who's ever reading it and we um, watching it or whatever. you can
0: even go as far as uh in an interview john Darnell has said this like media is collaborative even in the way where like when you are creating you are collaborating with every other piece of media that you have taken in in true. your life
1: very true
0: I and mean, and that's obvious like we saw that with the um the de- demon kid yeah um jesse jesse where like and we saw tweets or it's Uh, Where Eric Kripte was like, yes, I drew inspiration from Good Omens. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, everything you do is in conjunction with other things all the time.
1: So I want to bring up Stephanie Meyer again, because I think it's relevant to kind of the conversation we're having. Where, as a creator, you watch somebody take your creation, Mm -hmm. something you love, and put a lot of work and time into, and... You watch them make it their own. Yes. And that's not a bad thing. And there are creators who have no problem with this. Again, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. But then there are creators who fucking hate it. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. For whatever else you feel about Stephanie Meyer and however else you feel about Twilight, uh, what E.L. James did to Twilight, publishing Fifty Shades of Grey, is honestly like horrifying to yeah. me. That somebody could make millions of dollars off of you, and there has been fan fiction that's been published before.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the Mortal Cities, yes, those are that's based uh-huh. on a Harry Potter fanfic. Yep. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say this: Rainbow Rowell's book Carry On, like it's. I don't think it was a fanfic, but it's it's very Harry Potter fanfic. Yeah, nothing's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But like. Stephanie Meyer is not comfortable with the idea of Bella and Edward being in a BDSM, like, relationship like that. Right. She just isn't. And I think E.L. James taking Twilight and making it honestly, like, worse. Yeah. And also, like, that pornographic and sexual. There's something that's, and making money off of it, there is something to me that's almost like crossing a line. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like if I found out that, like, I'd written this joke and then somebody had basically taken my joke except added a slur. Yeah. And then they were also making, you know, like, millions of fucking dollars. But Stephanie Meyer didn't legislate against her. Or not legislate, but didn't fucking sue her. And Mm -hmm. she absolutely could have. Oh, yeah. And, like, she really fucking fell on that fucking sword because I feel like if she had then fan fiction and fandom wouldn't exist like it does today. Definitely. Like, there's always been uh, struggling in the fan fiction community. And some of our listeners may be too young to remember this. And I don't know how familiar... Well, I know Ben hasn't. But do you remember fanfiction.net? Ah! Or have you... Okay. So, in fanfiction.net, there was this thing that writers would do where they would put a disclaimer on yep. it. And literally, it was like... These works are not mine. Mm-hmm. These characters are not mine. I'm just playing in the author's world. Don't take it off or sue me. I'm not trying to make any money off of this.
0: Yeah. People do the same thing on YouTube with like posting song covers. Yeah. Like this it. song is not mine. Uh, like that. The don't mountain, give me the, a copyright. Yeah. The Mountain Goats album that I, I said I just released. Uh, it's a free download. Yeah. Because I don't want to make money off of it because I could get, you know, sued.
1: LiveJournal and fanfiction.net, the reason why both I mean fanfiction.net's still kicking, surprisingly. <laughs> but the reason why both those fan like those fanfiction sites have essentially like fucking died is because of copyright issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because people they were basically like purges where people would go through and delete works that they found like inappropriate. Yeah. Or like you know, were a in copyright infringement. And um really like Stephanie Meyer could have like Ruined a lot of things for a lot of people. Oh, definitely. And she didn't. And but So I recognize that it must be hard to see your work taken like that. But if you're going to be a creator, you just kind of have to accept
0: it. It's that thing, like, don't read the comments. Yeah. Like, just turn... Don't read the fan fiction. Yeah, just turn a blind eye to it yeah. as yeah. much as you can. Or
1: be Neil... If you're uncomfortable with it, turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, or Try be, to be Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Try to be on Neil yeah. Gaiman, who is totally down for any fan, like any fan fucking content oh, at all. Yeah. He's super pumped about it. Be the might, Neil Gaiman in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyways, thanks for letting me take that tangent. Hell yeah. I feel like it's related.
0: Yeah, it was a relatable tangent. I
1: think that's why, that might be partly why fan, like Supernatural loves and hates its fans, but I do really think that they feel some derision for like what people would consider the cringier aspects of fandom, oh, which yeah. are usually fan fiction.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you don't see... Like, it's acceptable to make fun of male nerds, but I just don't think that it's, like... I think it's different. It is. Yeah.
2: Because we don't find Becky's character funny. We find her character creepy. Yeah. With how they make fun of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Damien and Barnes are the two... Uh, they're in a queer relationship. Yep. They're dating each other. They're partners. So uh, they're partners. I would I would say that in this time period, that means they're like as close to married as they could be. Oh, definitely. And they're the first uh queer characters that are introduced on the show that don't die in the episode they're in. You're so right. gold star for achievement. Hell yeah. Good job. They are a joke. Yep. Uh baby steps, supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's making fun of like the the gay relationship or do you think they're trying to make fun of like Wincest?
0: I think it was a Wincest joke. I don't yeah. think it was a I don't think it was a gay relationship joke. It was definitely the Wincest thing because, because it was like playing Sam and Dean. Yeah it's like we're Sam and Dean and we love each
2: other. Because that's the only way they can. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely I I feel like it was a Wincese joke rather than a, a like gay couple joke. I think it was a little bit of both. Mm, Could have been
1: because Dean is real uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Snow White is not for the straights. i <laughs> am to say to that? Um, but I like, I like this episode, uh, despite, you know, what we've talked about, or maybe because of what we talked about, I I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, yeah. It was, it was fun to watch. I enjoy
1: talking about, like, fandom stuff and fandom culture. I find it real interesting, so, and it was legitimately very hilarious. Yeah. And you know, some of the shit that happened at the convention is shit that, like, actually really happened. happened.
0: Definitely. Like,
1: Eric Kripke absolutely got a question from somebody being like, why don't you put the fucking... Weapons on a fucking bungee cord or yeah. something. I thought you were gonna
2: bring up the Croatian STD. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Chuck uh, gets a question that's like, Nope. we don't see the question. All we see is
0: there is no Croatian virus for down damn. there. Down there,
1: yeah. see a doctor. Yeah, which means it's implied that somebody asked, "Hey, do you think demons cause my herpes?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a possible? Is that possible?
0: I mean, if you're a virgin, maybe
2: possibility. that herp her perpetrator.
1: So Becky and Chuck are dating, and Becky's like. <laughs>
2: she's breaking what she up with sam say?
1: she's like we sam had we run. had undeniable chemistry but much like a monkey on the sun <laughs> it was too hot to live yeah yep.
2: that is straight up the fucking <laughs> that was point. it you said it yeah. much
1: like a monkey on the sun Dude. and travis was like is that a thing people say no
2: yeah. monkey <laughs> on the sun makes me go wow <laughs> We're gonna start saying
1: that though. Yep. Much like a monkey on the sun,
2: dude. I to live Let's make that violent films cover.
1: What? Monkey on the sun monkey on the sun okay i get what you were doing before i didn't (laughs) understand it but now i do and i'm totally on board cool (laughs) um and becky reveals that uh the gun was not given to lilith it was getting given to lilith's
2: lover crowley
1: crowley and as someone who has met crowley no (laughs) lilith and crowley were not
2: dating what i i feel like uh Old Bex uh, puts a little too much uh, subtext. She's got she's she's uh,
1: got ship eyes. Yeah, she she's does. got them shipper eyes. Yeah, she's got FedEx eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reminded so, of a Tumblr post I saw that was like. So the post was, wow, some of y'all really take shipping seriously, don't you? And the first comment was, yeah, if something I buy is $5 and then they add on a five ninety nine dollars 99 shipping, yeah. I'm going to be fucking pissed.
2: Fucking DHL.
0: There is, shipping
1: and handling, that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, fuck you, Swift. So
1: fucking funny.
0: There is a produce company in town that on their truck, their tagline is, we ship it the best we can. Yeah. And I love seeing that that's truck. Yeah. As
3: well. yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: I tried to make Walmart. it a thing one time. I like, I think I put it on Tumblr. I took a picture of the truck, and I was like, "Anyone who writes fan fiction yeah. and then a picture of the truck?" I don't think people understood. That's yeah. you, that's
1: for rare pairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we ship it the best we can. Mm-hmm. That's the oh yeah, we may be the only ones, but by God.
2: Well, oh, you you kind of work in logistics, but as somebody who worked in like for a logistics company, mm-hmm. you know what that means. If it arrives to you broke, it's not our problem.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: If it arrives to you mangled and rotten, just be glad it's here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's yeah. all I have to say. That's all this, we is. Wrote. this is a good yep. episode. Um, I, oh, one more note. I think the cosplays were. They
2: were yep. on goddamn. God. Oh, yeah. They were great. all on point. Yeah. yeah. Even, even putting on Fritz. He had a pretty good costume. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was very. He was the hook man. Yep. He was the hook.
2: The hooky boy. Um. What's the name of this episode that we're gonna put out?
0: I usually decide after I'm done editing. Okay, <laughs> well, you will we usually make a joke, and then sometimes yeah, sometimes that's the name of the episode. The episode. The, hey, let said. me tell you. Any time that that doesn't happen, I have a real struggle.
3: <laughs> oh, so, oh, okay.
0: It's a real hard time thinking of him
1: monkey too monkey on the sun too hot to live too hot to live like a, a mon- monkey on oh, yeah. the sun I
0: mean like li- li- last episode was easy cause I called it the big reveal yeah yeah, yeah.
2: monkey on the sun two. electric hot. boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> no, or monkey All on right. the sun two, too, too hot Monkey in the Sun, Too Hot to Live, Electric Bigelow.
0: What's the name of the episode going to be? The listeners already know because Yay. it popped up in the notifications. Yeah, we'll no this reason part. to have this If they're discussion. subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts or anything like Spotify, please do that. Please Good. rate hey, and leave a review. S-
1: speaking of episode titles, yeah. the next one's called Abandon All Hope.
0: Just Abandon All Hope? Yep. Oh, yeah. God, that is so... What do you think? You know how, like,
1: sometimes in the show, they're like, "We're gonna have a real happy, fun time," and then it's all sad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So right. that's
1: gonna be fun. So
0: it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Sam I and Dean.
2: They abandon a boat called Hope. All hope.
0: Sam and Dean are gonna <laughs> be
1: Hope is, Mr. Hope's what you call my father. Call me all.
0: <laughs> uh, Sam and Dean abandon and Dean. all hope. Sam and Dean. Fuck, this is a. That's a full sentence.
1: Sam and Dean abandon all hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a complete sentence. Oh, that's God. what happens in that episode.
0: Sam and Dean abandon all hope, but nothing bad still happens. There you go.
1: Hey. <laughs> it's not your best. No, not your best.
0: Not my best. I probably won't get that one right. Unlike ninety nine percent of my other predictions.
2: Yeah, because that one time. You
0: Except it right. for the one time I got it wrong.
1: Season three. Yep. Yeah. In the Christmas episode, you <laughs> predicted <it> wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it from us this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out our social media or contact us, you can do that on Habcast Yeah. You'll find links to our Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Maybe not Tumblr. We don't keep that active yep. at all. Nope. Uh, there's no reason to now that they've gotten rid of all the porn. That's why we were there
0: exclusively. Exactly.
1: Uh, please consider donating to our Patreon. If you donate $3 or more, you can get access to a cool new show we do every month called
2: Let's, Let's Check us, us. Where
1: we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Thank you so much for listening. Have fun.
0: And don't die. Should I bleep out the word come?